Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and we are in a new year, 2021. Say goodbye to 2020. What a crap year. Man, I'm so glad that thing's done. And listen, I cannot wait to get things just rolling and and the excitement of 2021. You should be like just on fire. You should be excited about a new year. Lots of great things are going to come down. We've got great things planned for this podcast and it continues to grow. It is growing by leaps and bounds right now, guys. And I want to thank you, my loyal and favorite listeners, for tuning in and listening to me rant and teach and coach and um, share some amazing guests. And so for you, the listener, I am truly blessed and thankful for you. But I'm going to ask you some for some help. Stop keeping me a secret. Don't keep me a secret. Let's go hit and smash that share button. Share this uh, podcast out there. Because more and more people, they need to know what's working and how to maneuver through this game of multifamily investing. You know, I want to just reach out to some uh, people that took the time to go out on iTunes and leave a five-star review. You guys know I love it when that happens. It makes a big difference for me. Gets me all fired up. So the first one is from Triangle Me. And it says, kudos, Corey. Want to leave a lasting legacy? It's important to listen to Corey. With the market we're in, it's very refreshing to have a podcast that teaches us how to make money right now. Uh, Triangle Me, thank you so much. The next one comes from Robert. Love the kahuna. Just love listening to this podcast because Corey is authentic, genuine, and down to earth. Man, thanks, Robert. I really appreciate that. One of the things that I, I've always wanted to bring to this podcast each and every episode is being authentic, to be raw, to be who I am, and you know, and to share good, bad, and the ugly. See, most people only want to talk about the good stuff and how they're getting their G7s or whatever those hell those airplanes are. And you know, you got to have you know, Grant Cardone is who I'm thinking about. I can't stand that guy. Listen, you may love Grant, but I just think if you only want to talk about Grant, that's like, and that's all Grant does is talk about how good he is. Man, it gets old. It gets old real quick, and it's very fleeting. When you die, you're gonna—it's gonna be a lonely grave there. Because listen, it's really about affecting people and touching people. At least that's my opinion, and that's who I am. And so I'm gonna do it my way. Not to say that Grant's is wrong, but I believe in today's age, people are looking for authenticity more than ever because it's hard to find. So my friends. Buckle up, buttercups, because you are here. We're getting ready to go on a ride. Kansas is going bye-bye. At the start of the new year, I wanted to do something really, I'm going to call it back to the basics. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start this year, and I'm going to share with you the five-week program on getting back to the basics. 
And this, if anything, these next five episodes is going to prepare you for the multifamily journey. And if you're already on it, trust me, you need to come and revisit this. For me, I, I've done these five, uh, I call them five pillars. I've done other podcasts on them about it, but I think it's very important to tell it in a different way at least once a year and go back to the basics of what multifamily investing is and what is the core things that we've got to learn and master to be able to like grow and do this business and live a life like no other. So with that said, before we get started, take a minute and listen to this. Are you ready for retirement? The majority of Americans are not. Failing Social Security and dated financial planning practices put strains on many retirees' finances. 46% of Americans admit they are not taking steps to prepare for the likelihood they outlive their retirement savings. Luckily, it's not too late. Diversify your portfolio. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. To learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. All right, we're back, guys. Listen, I'm super excited about these next five episodes. And today, we're really going to focus on one item. And and I usually do this on purpose. So listen, one of the first steps you'll, you'll have to master in multifamily is raising money. But I don't like this, or I'm, I'm sorry, finding deals, finding deals. I don't like to start on finding deals first because everybody starts there. And it is the easiest way to get into a deal, by the way, is by finding a multifamily deal and, and securing it and get it under contract. However, I like to start where I think it's the most significant thing you can do, which is learning how to raise private money. Guys, private money is the one thing that will put a big differential in who you are and what you can get and the amount of ownership and GP you get if you come into somebody's partnership. It's way more valuable to be able to bring capital than it is to find a deal. Example, like sometimes we've done partnerships where I've gave 15% GP, 10 to 15% of the GP for someone that brought us a deal. Yet I've also had other deals where I gave someone 40% of a GP for you know being a partner with us and you know they're raising money and, and helping us helping me partner in the deal. So listen, it's way more valuable to be able to bring money and to sustain in this business, you're gonna have to eventually be able to raise money in the long term. That is the differential. That is the syndication model that I learned and that I teach because I know that it's the one thing that will set you free. Being able to command capital and tell it to go somewhere and it responds and it funds your deals and allows you then to live out your dream, which is, you know, doing apartment investing and to be able to create win-wins for everybody. You got to be able to create wins for your capital. You got to be able to create, create, create wins for the residents that live at your properties. In other words, improve property. And then you get to be able to create by doing those two things. It allows you to do the thing that I think we want the most, which is to be able to create 
wins for us in that cash flow life and to, to get that reoccurring revenue. And, you know, and we employ a lot of people along the way. So what we do here matters. Raising, being, and getting good at raising capital truly matters and can and be pivotal for your growth as a apartment syndicator. So let's kind of get into this and how it works because I think that most people are probably do it wrong, but I, I really want to kind of focus on some of the objectives for this episode is really, I want to be able to show you how to ask for money, right? And how do you ask for money? Where do you find it, right? Some of the do's and don'ts with raising that money, pretty much, you know, what does it take to get massive amounts? How can you accelerate that process, right? Because it's okay to have a trickle, but we want a massive pouring of capital. And so it takes a little time. Like raising capital is not a short game. It's absolutely a long game. But when played right, it will change your life. The reason I'm, I'm living my best life. I mean, I spent this whole week right before the New Year's jeeping and hanging out with my friends and just having a great time. And I mean, it was awesome. So listen, I mean, learning how to raise money, I think and here's the other part. The reason I feel like what a lot of my single family fix and flip guys, the reason I have a lot more zeros behind my net worth is because I learned how to master this subject early on. And where they were just learning how to become operators, I learned how to raise capital. And I think that's way more valuable to raise capital. Because, listen, here's the myth. The money's in real estate. Bullcrap. No. No, no, no. You're wrong. The money's not in real estate. That's actually, like, a letdown. <laughs> but, but it's the truth. The money, guys. The real money is in the money. Learn how to raise money. And, dude, you can put it in any vehicle. Right? But the best vehicle that I've learned how to, to do is multifamily investing. It is one of those things that it gives you tax advantages. It gives you all kinds of, it's playing the rich game. It's playing Monopoly, but playing for the red stuff. Right? We, don't, we, don't, we kick those green things to the curb and we're only buying the red properties, those hotels, those apartments. Okay? That's because they command the most rent. They make the most money. And that's why we play this game is we're looking to have a life like no other. So I want to tell the story of how, and I've told it many times on podcasts, but I want to hear you, want you guys to hear it again, is my Carl story. When I, my first piece of private money I ever raised taught me all the lessons I used to raise a ton of it. And number one, and we're going to go into a little bit more detail about capital and structure of your PPMs and things like that, because I think that matters too. I want to give you some high level stuff of how to do it, but I also want to get in the weeds a little bit of how I, how I raise money now. And so you can have a really clear understanding of kind of how I put it together. So with Carl, so Carl, I raised my first piece of private money by accident. And I was doing it for a single family. This was not even a multifamily story. This is a single family story. And this is really how I learned money and how it works. Now, in a previous life, before going full-time in investing, I was a financial advisor. I worked for Edward Jones. And, you know, Edward Jones taught me almost everything that I use to raise capital for multifamilies, like 
why not learn from one of the best places, which is all about money? And so that's where a lot of my stories come from in understanding the avatar or the people that we're looking to get capital from. And this is real important because most people are fishing in the wrong pond. So I'm setting up the story. Carl used to be one of my clients when I was with Edward Jones. And he really didn't have a whole lot of extra money. Most of his stuff was on a fixed income setup. And he didn't have any new money that I knew of. And and he was just, but he was a great guy. And I played racquetball with him. When I got uh, let go of Edward Jones being a financial advisor because the market crashed and my heart left the business, I went full-fledged into real estate. I, I was a wholesaler. But as I was wholesaling, I was only making like three, $4,000 per deal. This is different than the wholesaling now. I wasn't doing direct mail marketing. I was just going on the MLS and finding REOs and short sales. And I'd go to my local RIA and I found guys that had money. And I would say, hey, if you will pay me like $3,000, I'll assign you my deal. So that's what I did. I was making like three, you know, $3,000, finding three or four deals a month. And it was decent money for Corey. But I was like, man... I ended up managing these guys' projects and they're making like twenty-five dollars to $30,000 rips on these properties that I was, I mean, I found them, I was managing the rehab and then I was helping them sell it at the end. And I was like, dude, I've got to figure out how to get some money. And so I kind of developed a track record. In other words, I was wholesaling these deals to investors and I was taking pictures and mimicking what was going on. And I started to get confident. I, I knew that I knew how to find deals. But I, the one thing I didn't have was money. So I'm playing racquetball with Carl one day and we, we play racquetball still. Great guy. And sometimes he wins because he's really good. And, you know, I went full time in the whole center and I was like, Carl, here's my dilemma. I was just, and I was asking Carl as a friend. I was like, Carl, you see what I'm doing? Here's what I'm doing. I'm wholesaling, you know, and I'm finding all these deals and I'm making like three or $4,000 per deal. And my investors are making $25,000. And I just, I want to flip the script. I go, Carl, I think, you know, I know I could pay somebody, you know, 12% or more, you know, and it was actually 12%, 12% and give them like a note and deed of trust. And they, you know, I could pay them basically in interest that three or $4,000 and take that 25 or $30,000 that my investors were making when I was, you know, when they were doing the deals. And I go, Carl, do you, because Carl lived in a retirement community. And I was like, Carl, do you know of anybody like that? And of course, Carl, you know, he's like, oh, I'll see what I can do. And the next day, Carl calls me. He goes, Corey, do you still want to do that 12%? I said, yeah. He goes, Corey, you don't know this, but my home's paid for. I can borrow money at 3%. If you give me 12%, I make a spread. How much money do you need? And dude, that was the quintessential question for me. I rose up with everything that I had. I was like, Carl, I need $85,000. And there was a slight pause. And then it was like, mm, yeah, yeah, okay. Where do you want me to send the money? And just like that, I raised $85,000. And I'm telling you, it felt like I went into the telephone booth as Clark Kent and spun around that thing and I come out Superman. I was like, I raised private money. And life changed forever in that moment. And I got really good at raising private money for single family fix and flips. And all I did was I transitioned it to multifamily. When I went into multifamily in 2011, that's when I bought my first apartment deal, I had used the capital that I had already kind of gotten a track record with 
to go out and buy multifamily apartments. So, but here's what I learned about raising money. So this is, pay attention to this, right? Number one, you never ask for money. You don't. See, I never asked Carl for him to give me money. I asked Carl to listen and look at my little, my process and see, and I asked him, who do you know? That's it. I didn't ask Carl for money. I asked him if Carl knew anybody that had some money, if he'd give me a referral. And I believe this with everything that I am, is when you do this correctly and you share the right story, the people will self-select, like just like Carl did. I didn't ask Carl for money. Carl came to me and said, hey, Corey, do you still want to do that? And man, that, that was the game changer. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. If you want to learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. To kind of put this into the multifamily's perspective, so what do you need to raise capital? And I think you need two things. Number one is a credibility kit. So what is a credibility kit? Well, it is a packet or a brochure that talks about the sizzle. In other words, it talks about what you're doing in the multifamily space or what you're going to do in the multifamily space. Uh, that credibility kit is amazing. It can change everything. So it really does, it can set you up to have great conversations. And so having a credibility kit, and so what's in that credibility kit? You know, usually like on our, our credibility kit, and by the way, I think... I wasn't really prepared when I did this podcast, but if you go to kahunainvestments.com, I believe if you scroll down, I might have, uh, you can get my credibility kit. I believe if you will go in and maybe hit the, if you hit the deal room, I believe we send you our credibility kit. Yes. So you can go to kahunainvestments.com and go to the deal room. And uh, part of that process is we will send you my credibility kit. Okay. So there you go. There's something that I'm giving you. So you can see what mine looks like. And I think it's it's really good. It will tell the story of, you know, why apartments, then what we kind of buy. And then you turn the page and it's going to go over our process. I call it my trusted cash flow formula of how we find and identify deals, how we do our due diligence, how we manage and operate and how we sell them uh, in disposition. Really kind of our full circle story of what we do. And we talk about our structure, how we create our structure. What does our PPM structure look like? What is A shares? What is B shares? How does that work? And again, you're just, you're trying to t- you know, show the people, here's the story. And, and really the other story, uh, part, so number one is the credibility kit. Number two is you need a story, right? You need to have a story what, of what you do, right? And, you know, why having an alternative to the stock market is what we really like to talk about now more so than ever is our story. People are tired of the roller coaster. They want to get off it. They want a way to create, you know, legacy wealth um, without the ups and downs of the stock market. And we provide a solution for that. So that is the story. Now, when we talk about that story, so here's, here's the other thing, too. You got to be careful on like, who is your avatar? This, I think a lot of people choose wrong. 
and they choose wrong because they're you're going into the business in multifamily wanting to now let me just prereq this a little bit there's two ways to do this business the way that everybody else is doing it in my way <laughs> and you can be the judge of which one's better but i'll tell you my way will get you there faster i i truly believe that so if your target avatar in like, in like who do i want as and a passive investor in my deals let me tell you it starts with who's not the right fit. It's not Wall Street. It's not hard money, like money lenders, people with lots of money. It's not people in real estate, right? You know why it's not people in real estate? Because everybody that's in real estate wants to know what they're going to get extra if, you, if they give you their money. That's the truth. They're smart. They're greedy. And it's all about like, that's just what I found. It's harder to structure deals when people are already trained in real estate and they've got money. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do it this way, guys. If you said, who is your target avatar? Because another way to do it is to go into groups and you know events and find other people with like-minded goals and horizons. And you can find people that are in these events with lots of money. But, and this is the but... They want a lot of money for their money. They're smart. They know that their money's powerful and they will get more of your GP and you'll take a lot less. Now, that's not a bad trade-off if you're new, right? I mean, I'd be willing to give up a lot to get into my first deal to get some experience. And I, I wouldn't say that that's the wrong way to do it. But when we're talking about who our target is, which you should be working your way towards day in and day out, is to get away from them. That's why I say it's usually not with people that are in real estate. It's the people that are have no clue about real estate that are doctors, dentists, high income earners, professionals, and they want and and all their money is parked in Wall Street with a financial advisor. They're everybody that has an IRA or an old 401k. That, my friend, is should be your target avatar. Why? Because that money's not greedy. It's responsive. There's l trillions and trillions of dollars of people that have 401ks. The difference is it takes time to cultivate, right? You can give a high IRR and give up all your deal to make a sliver and try to make it work. Or you can spend more time in doing these little things and raising capital to get people to know, like, and trust you because it will work better for you in the long run where you can get a lot more ownership of your GP by finding the right capital, right? And so when we're talking about capital, right, we're talking about it's people who have money in the stock market. I believe that should be your avatar. Anybody that's in the stock market, if you compete with that, you can win a lot. You won't win all their money in the beginning, but you'll probably get most of their money in the end. How do I know this? I've got investors where they came in initially with $100,000 and now they got millions of dollars with me because why? Because they realized that we're better than the roller coaster of the stock market. And that's the truth. And that's what I love about multifamily real estate is, and what I've also learned is this, there's a lot of syndicators that promise these outrageous returns and very few of them actually 
hit it. Let me say that one more time. There are a a lot of syndicators out there that promise 20% plus returns, my friends. And very few of them hit it. So stop getting fooled. Now, I believe that you should, if you give a solid return. For me, solid means 12%. A solid 12%. If you're in the stock market, most people are looking for 8 to 9% year-over-year percent return. 12% is like hitting the lottery, by the way. How do I know this? Because I was a financial advisor, and that's the real deal. That's what those people in the stock market that have mutual funds, that are investing, that have 401ks, 8 to 9% is what they're looking for. 12 would be great. They don't expect it. And so... That's how I came up with what I do now, which is what I call my six and six and why I think it's so important and, and how I've learned to sell it. Okay. Number one, when you're, when you're out there talking, when you actually finally get a deal, you'll want to structure your deal with six and six. And if, and if you don't know how to do that, call Mauricio Raul, my PPM lawyer. He's the, we mean him like, I think we created it together. Because I was like, Mauricio, I'm tired of giving away all my GP to this, and I want something where I can give my investors a solid return, but there's a benefit for Corey if Corey does really, really well. And so that's where we came up and we invented the six and six. And what it is is, so you got to understand how people's mind work that are in that target avatar of people that are in stocks and bonds because this is the truth like i'm not making this up this is how people feel especially when they're getting close to closer to retirement when you're getting close to retirement you think different right it's not about trying to make money anymore it's trying to preserve what the heck you have that's the truth anybody that says any difference probably lying it is about because we start hitting, you know, that 60, 65, you're like, you're really looking and saying, gosh, and you're asking yourself one question, by the way. And the question is, and you all know the question, is it enough? Have I saved enough? And for most of the people, it's absolutely not. A million dollars doesn't go very far anymore, girls and boys, doesn't. And think about this. If you're in the stock market, like so financial advisors usually say, hey, listen, you need to be able to try to live off of 3% of your money as income. And by the way, Wall Street is horrible at giving you a paycheck. So, and, and if you don't believe me, what does the CD play pay? What does a bond pay right now? Bond rates are horrible. And 3% for a bond. Maybe less right now. I'm not checked what bond rates are at, but I don't think they're great. And if there's a high, if it's a high rate on a bond, it's probably a junk bond. And the reason they're called junk in the beginning is like it's not trying to mislead you; <laughs> it's actually trying to tell you the truth. May may not be worth it. So, if that's the case, six percent. If so, we give a six percent pref, meaning we give people an income stream. So if you've got that million dollars and you're you're trying to live off that three percent, you're like do the math. You're like okay, hold on, I. I've saved a million dollars and you're telling me right now, Mr. and Mr. You know, stockbroker, that I get $30,000 a year and I'm supposed to live off of $30,000 a year? No, that ain't enough. That doesn't get it in today's world. So like you've worked all your life, you've saved a million dollars and that's a lot of money for a lot of people, yet it's not enough. 
because you're still asking yourself the question. And listen, it's harder and harder because we live a lot longer now. We're living mid-80s, 90s. So 65, 75, 85, 90, 25 years, that million dollars has to last 25 years and add inflation to that. Guys, you got to understand that people that are in this situation are scared to death because all they have is their social security and this amount of money. And so giving your investors a paycheck is truly important. And so we give our investors a 6% pref. And so it's like, hey, listen, if you give us $100,000, that's going to pay you $6,000 a year. See, that's a big difference. Like if, if they have that million dollars, you say, instead of getting $30,000 a year uh, at 3%, if you were to put that million dollars with us, you get $60,000 a year. Well, hey, listen, it's hard to live off of 30000 I might be able to make it with 60. 60 plus my social security, man, that could be enough. I could probably live off of that. And that's how people, investors think and not have to think about touching their principal. When they're at that 3%, they already, that's the reality going in their mind is it's not enough and I'm gonna have to take up more and how long does it last before I have no more dollars? That is the scary part of when you get to that point and you're saying, is it enough? That's what's scaring the hell out of people. And so we offer solutions with that first piece, which is the income side of what we do in our business. People, you know, our tenants pay rent each and every month. That creates cash flow. And we're able to distribute a portion of that cash flow back to our investors each and every quarter. You know, God willing, and, and hopefully there's no COVID or, or things that has gone on. Because like, be honest, this year we've had to suspend a lot of our payments. And that sucks. But, you know, we're looking at a world pandemic. It doesn't happen every day. This is a world pandemic. So it's not a guaranteed paycheck, but for most of the time, it's going to be a paycheck. And listen, we are just now turning back on a lot of our uh, properties are starting to pay. Now, we still have some student housing that's going to have to wait till next fall, next August, for lease up to be able to start paying again because we're, um, we have two properties that are, that are hurting and but it'll heal itself and we'll go back to being able to pay but for the majority of so the, this is not my guarantee story and i tell people that like when i'm telling this story about my six percent i'm usually telling this kind of stuff now i want a preference now i just thought of this as i'm in the middle of this presentation i am now talking about rates of return and stuff like this on when you're first talking with investors you would not ever have this conversation Okay. It is only after they have signed and filled out your accredited investor questionnaire and you're, it's like an, the next previous meeting that you're going to have that you can start having, you know, what this types of, you know, structure looks like. I don't even like to have this type of structure or talk when I'm talking about like what you get until I've talked about the why, how we do it, all that stuff. So, but I'm just telling you as a listener, how I set this up so you can understand how it's structured. Okay. But this is not the conversation that I'm having right away with people that I first meet. It is not. It, it is. We don't talk interest rates. So we don't talk numbers. Okay. We only. The first goal is to tell your credibility kit, which is what you do and how you do it, your sizzle of your company and why you buy apartments, and the story. You know 
how you partner with and created your team and how you make money. And the whole goal at that end is to get them to sign an accredited investor form. That's the, that's it. To raise their hand and say, hey, listen, I'm interested in deals. And after that, you can start talking to them about how most of your deals are structured and start getting into rates of return and what they what it looks like normally, how you normally do it. You can use an old deal. Now, and that, I know a lot of investors will say, hey, here's a past deal. Here's something that we did before. And I guess you can do that. But I, I tend not to like to do that. I like to sell myself and sell the sizzle first and then we can talk about what's in it for them you know down the road but they've got to they've got to fill out my accredited investor form first before we go any farther okay just want to put that out there so you guys know that there's a right way and a wrong way to do this okay so all right so that's that first six percent right and that is what most people look for is that income that income side and but wait <laughs> there's more and that is the additional 6% that we pay. So we pay a six and six, 6% 6 pref on the cash flow, And then upon sell or disposition, we pay another 6%. And that ends up being that 12% total return. And so for investors that are in the stock market, you can sell them just on that 6%. They're already in. Like that whole story that I just told about that, that income stream is real and that's usually enough for a lot of people. But then you can add this second part of, hey, listen, you know, our tenants expect rents to go up and we never disappoint them. <laughs> and usually get a chuckle there, right? Hopefully you're chuckling right now. And when we do that, we create value for our properties. And so when we, we do have an exit strategy, so when we sell these properties, our investors get to participate in that profit as well. And that's where we give our other 6% annualized for every year you've held the deal and so the goal is to get to that 12 percent total return over five years each and every year 12 percent right and that's people really understand that they're like wow and then they think that it's nirvana like that is something so if i'm going against some people that are in the stock market i can win i want to say 90 percent, maybe 95 percent of the time i can win this argument and get them to come within come in with my minimum which is a hundred thousand dollars now by the way uh, note to self <laughs> start at a hundred thousand dollars do not do it at 50. you're going to learn this the hard way or the long way or but i'm telling you and if you'd listen to me start with what when, when someone says hey corey what's your minimum boldly and proudly proclaim that it's a hundred thousand dollars you know most of our investors come in with our minimum it's a hundred thousand dollars will that work for you or do you want to put more right it's got to be that way is that the least you do yes that's that's the least that we do it's a hundred thousand dollars to play in our game to be you know to be one of our investors and do not cave now that doesn't mean and in every ppm that i've created it gives me the ability to take less than a, my minimum so does it mean that I might call back, you know, three days from now, John couldn't say yes to a hundred and, you know, and I like John, I know John's got lots of money, but you know, I might call a couple days later and say, John, listen, I've been thinking about you, John. And really it's more important that I want to have a relationship with you. I, I really want to get you into our first deal together so you can experience the Kahuna process in the Kahuna way and, and become a raving fan. So, you know, our minimum is 100. How close to 100 can you come? 
No, guys, that's gold. How close to 100 can you come? I didn't say, hey, uh, we'll take 50. I didn't say that. I said, how close to 100 can you come? Because John may have $80,000. He didn't have 100, but he has 80. He may have 75. He may have more than your $50,000. If you say 50, you just shot yourself in the foot, right? How close to 100 can you come? And let that be it. And then you can be the savior. You can say, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and let you in this deal this time. I really want to, you know, I want to value the relationship. So that's another way that you can get a little bit higher uh, target, even though your, your minimum is 100. And I think you should absolutely keep it there. But it doesn't mean that you can't take someone with $75,000, especially if they're new investors it's their first time, because they're normally a little bit scared, right? So take the time and do it. All right. So there's my six and six. So we're going to go back into the beginning of raising money. And I think that you should, A, you need to have an answer to what do you do? Okay. And most people do this wrong, by the way. When they say, what do you do? Most people say, I'm in real estate. That's wrong, right? I'm going to tell you, it's really simple, right? What do you do? You just need to say this. This is, I actually learned this. I'm going to give credit on this one from Dave Lindahl. That's where I learned it and I've not, I've not ever changed it. It works really well. And it's, I buy cash flowing apartments in emerging markets. You don't even have to say emerging markets. I buy cash flowing apartments across the country that provide my investors with a solid return and a strong back end. Emerging markets, I know that's, that's when I hear the, when I, when I hear people say I buy cash flowing apartments in emerging markets, I already know it's a Dave Lindahl student because that's what everybody says. I usually say I buy cash flowing apartments across the country that provide my investors with a solid return and a strong back end. Now, the next thing you do though is vital. And if you don't do this, you are again, shooting yourself in the foot. You've got to say this, how's the market treating you? If you don't say that, you have made a big mistake, my friends. You got to do it. You've just got to do it because why? Here's what's going to happen. When I say, how's the market treating you? Whatever your response is, it's only going to be focused on one thing. And what is that thing? It's the money. We're going to be talking about money. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad. The market sucks. The market's great. The market's, uh, I don't know about the market. I hate the market. It does not matter. We are now talking about money, right? <laughs> and isn't that what we want to do if we're trying to learn how to raise capital is to have talks about money. And, you know, because here's what I've learned. How's the market treating you? You can say, well, you know, how do you, what is your best investment? You know, what do you like about it? And what do you don't like about it? And you just, eventually they'll come back and ask you something like, well, tell me more about how you provide investors a solid return with a strong back end. Like, how does that work? And that is the cue to do the Heisman, right? To do the Heisman and say, listen, I would love to talk to you about what we do. And can we just be intentional? And let's like, let's set up a little uh, a coffee and let me go over my process. Boom, you just did it. You just now went from having conversations to, hey, what do you do? You know, and if you do this right, you're just having conversation with somebody, you know, you're talking about the market, whatever. And when they finally kind of ask some questions about what you do, you just say, hey, listen, love to share with you. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's let's go have some coffee next week. You know, let me just let me share what you would do and how how we have investor. You know, investors love us. It won't take much of your time, right? And boom, you set an appointment. And now you bring when you go to that appointment. What do you bring? 
You bring your credibility kit and your story. And you just tell it and share the story. That's it. And then at the end, after you're done sharing the story, they'll say, well, great. And so you bring one more item with you. <laughs> and that's your accredited investor form. So when you get to that point where you get a face-to-face -face, or it could be a Zoom call or whatever it is, you're going to then say, hey, listen, you know, I need for me to be able to talk about future deals. If you want to see any of my deals, you know, we need to go over this accredited investor form. And you need to fill it out so I can understand your um, financials and, you know, your suitability. So I can have a pre-existing, substantial, substantive relationship with you. And that's the rules. And now you're following SEC guidelines in, you know, getting investors into your deals that are maybe non-accredited. They could be accredited. Maybe they're not. But, like, you're doing it right. You're not advertising. We're having conversations. So to me, I think that's just really vital in that whole process right most people they just they don't do it right so it doesn't take a lot but now so where do you find money right you find money in lots of different places right so i think you find you find money in my opinion in charities golf courses i'll tell you another place cpas cpas know people with money if you can start taking out CPAs and educate them, educating them on how what you're doing provides um, tax benefits, passive for passive investors, right? Called depreciation. So there's lots of ways to be able to do this, right? And that you'll be able to get them to you know want to know more, right? And the CPAs know their clients and be like, hey, listen, I've got some clients that could use this. So, but when I was the financial advisor, this is what I did was an Edward Jones financial advisor. My job was to like half the time I was out and half the time I was in my office. When I was out, I was going to charities. I, was, I belonged to a couple different charities. Number one, I was Chamber of Commerce. Number two, Rotary. There's another one that I'm getting ready to join now, Compadres here in Phoenix. And because it's a great and it's not because I'm out there to raise money, okay? I'm joining these charities because, like, and this is the, this. if you don't do this right, you're gonna, it's gonna become apparent. They will smell you out, okay? Find a charity that you really want to be a part of, where you want to make a difference and that it fulfills you. And if you'll go there with that intention, money will find you. That is the rule of money. Because usually at these charities are a bunch of other owners, and business owners just like you that give because they want to be there, right? And so be there because you want to be there. And then don't just be there and show up, you know, on the days. Get on the boards. Get in there and, like, give your time and help set up and do all the stuff and the work that most other people don't so you can be on the inside of that charity. And that's when things get really good, okay? If you're a golfer, like, there's lots of money on the golf course, right? Go find it. Go, go sign up. If you're a good golfer, now I suck at golf, so I don't do this. But I know other people that are great golfers, they, they, they do this and kill it. So, like, go find a golf course, right? So, money is everywhere. And the thing is, um, not everybody has a sign on their head saying what their net worth is, right? So, the goal is to talk about to everyone that you know about what you do and really who they might know. That is the lead in, like, because again, the right ones will always self-select, right? And truly, money is out there. It's looking for you. It's looking for us. Money is truly starving for places to be placed. And the great news is that we provide solutions 
with multifamily real estate that provide our investors with amazing income and some growth potential. And that's the other part of that six and six story is that not only that 6% is great, but the other big stealer is inflation. So that additional 6% they get on the end, if they don't spend that and they reinvest that in their next deal. And so if they had $100,000, now they're going to get like $136,000 at the end of five years or something like that. Six times five, 30,000, right? $130,000. Let's say they spent all that initial income, but they had their principal of a hundred and they made six thousand dollars a year for five years. So we held the deal for five years and sold it. That would be thirty thousand dollars in a difference uh, in additional income, and they would put then in their next deal a hundred and thirty thousand dollars. They get a rising income, and listen, those investors need that rising income more than ever because inflation is real. And so that helps them get a what's called a COLA, a cost of living adjustment, which, you know, there's not enough of it out there. So so there's some, some rules and regs to do this, right? And listen, I believe you should, I'm just going to give this advice. You should seek out a syndication lawyer, PBM lawyer, Jillian Sidoti, Mauricio Raul, two, two that I use, great people. They got uh, plenty of places to find uh, them and they have lots of do's and don'ts, but kind of... I'll give you in a a snippet, you know, 506B, sometimes called the old rules. You can't advertise. You have to have a a substantive, pre-existing substantive relationship. You're limited to 35 non-accredited investors in your deals. Uh, It's unlimited to, you can have an unlimited number of accredited investors. And truly that's what I teach. I teach how to do it this way. So you don't advertise, but you can give education, right? You can teach people about how passive investing works and you know what's what does it look like and things like that. But you know, you just can't advertise a deal, you know, here's my deal. You can't do that. Then you have a 506C, which is kind of the new rules and you can market a deal. Um, you can go out and post it on Facebook and all the places you you want and there's no rules to that and um, you can spend marketing dollars to say, here's my deal, here's where it, here's what it pays, and if you like it, you should give me your money. The only difference is you can only take accredited investors, and you must take steps to verify that they are accredited. And so there's that's a process. Um, normally, you'll want to hire that process out to a, there's companies that do that um, to help you, uh, you know, get the, the, the paperwork required, right? Again, I'm just gonna say always hire a PPM lawyer to create your private placements. They will usually cost you between ten and fifteen thousand dollars. It's worth it. It's it's what it's what we do in apartment investing. You you have to have this, right? But more importantly, is raising capital is one of the, the biggest things you can do that, to change the needle and change the game. It starts with a story, a credibility kit. Now you may say right now, Corey, I don't have any credibility. That's fine. Like, listen, I didn't have credibility when I first got into uh, apartments either. Guess what I did? I found people that did have credibility. So when you're new, the easiest way to get into deals is to find people that are already doing it and figure out how to to bring value. Bringing value by finding a a deal that they'd want to do. Bring value by um, using to say, hey, listen, can I, would you mind if I borrowed your credibility to do, you know, deals to find money? Right? I think I can use your credibility and I, I have got lots of contacts, but I don't have like the experience. So can I use your experience 
and, and potentially partner with, partner with you so I can start talking to my capital so when we do have a deal, we can work together and I can use my influence and um, potentially get in deals. That's how it works, guys. That's, that is why you want to go out networking and getting all these things done. And by the way, we're getting ready to launch. We've not done it yet. We're about probably two or three weeks away from creating our Apartments to Millions Summit that we're going to do in, in April. It is going to be amazing. So be on the lookout. Once we get um, it all built out and ready to go, we're going to uh, invite you guys to be a part of it. Um, it's going to be one of the best networking events for multifamily in 2021 we're going to come out with a bang and we're going to super we're going to make it super awesome we'll get some a great speaker lineup and really just giving you guys tons and tons of value so super excited guys listen the game of multifamily real estate is the best game in town it is it is monopoly only playing with the red stuff but you have to believe that you can do it you absolutely have to commit in your mind that it is the best way, it's the only way, and it's your way. Guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it, and your paradise is possible.